you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Going to the hurry up offense. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. Now the iconic Big Mac available in three mm. sizes, juicy and cheesy, Maurice. Can't eat it anymore, Shaq. You don't eat, you don't eat, uh, you're, you're on the straight and narrow. I, I, I eventually, when I get down to where I got to get to. I'll, then we'll celebrate. I'll, yeah, we'll celebrate. We'll celebrate right with all three sizes. What are we Big aiming Mac. for? Ooh. We're, oh, should we not say no, that? No, no, we're aiming for. I'm gonna try to go to 200, if not if not under. Whoa! So I'm at like 240 now. Okay. So I'm I, about I'm running 198 right now. No gotta, way. Yep. You're 198. Yeah. Why? You carry your weight so differently than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I need to lose. About. I'm 228. Really? Yep. But you're fit though. You're yep. like six four. Yeah, that's true. Handsome Hank Hodgson's voice, Maurice Jones-Drew's voice here in Studio 66. We'll say proper hellos in just a moment. Fellas, let's jump into it. Football and the game of life wait for no man. Could the first I, – I was thinking about this the other day. It was uh, All-Star Weekend in the NBA. I also want to talk about the uh, the blockbuster trade, too, in the oh. NBA and uh, perhaps trades in general. But – Right now, let's start out with this. I was thinking about, you know, these all-star games and everything else. Do you know that the reigning Super Bowl champ, until 1976 this went on, played a team of college all-stars? The reigning Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Not the worst team, but the best team in the NFL. The In 1976, the Pittsburgh Steelers played a team of college all-stars. I think that's won. crazy. The Steelers whipped them. But when I talk about how pro football is irrelevant, when people want to invoke the uh, – we, we're playing photos for those of you watching here, uh, at, uh, and you can check it out at NFL.com slash DDFP. If you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate that. And, of course, encourage you, nay, demand that you go and you, you comment and rate it and share Give us that. some stars. Right, Please. all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yes, I think it's fascinating, the idea of the reigning pro football team playing a bunch of college all-stars. And, of course, like I say, so when people want to talk about Don Hudson from the 30s and 40s and how great he was, my point back is always, listen, I'm sorry to be a curmudgeon, but 
he the people defending him were like my forefathers. Like, you know, it was like basically me trying to stop Don Hudson. So no wonder he would put up big numbers there. So they had to do away with it in the 70s once the gap got away. What would happen, though? Let's uh, So we pulled up here, Maurice and, uh, and Handsome. We pulled up the uh, the 2016 AP All-American team. I looked mm-hmm. at it. What would happen if the New England Patriots – let's start there. What would be the final score that if the New England Patriots – That would be a mismatch. Yeah, that that's not cool. We're not well, I guess it would be a mismatch. We don't even have to do that. Let's just go to the bottom, Shaq, because that, 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 that's – The cooler. Patriots would beat them. It might be they... 70 to 0. Yeah. Because that's, that's disrespectful to, to even think to put well, them – Well, I was looking at the game. Note. I was looking at this game. I'm sorry. I was looking at 75, not 76. And Randy White, then of Maryland, goes on to be a Hall of Fame uh, defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, of course. He sacked Terry Bradshaw. And the image of a college guy sacking ter- Terry Bradshaw was uh, was stunning to me. Um, can you imagine? I mean, what? So, so nobody would ever – so nobody no. would do anything to no. Tom Brady. Every I, pass would I, be complete. No, I wouldn't say that. I think some of these guys would come make some plays, but – in the overall scheme of things, I think these receivers, um, no, that that's not going to work. Um, you have Corey Davis. Yeah, yeah I don't think the, the thing is. Like, you look at this. Let's say most of these guys are senior, or you know, they 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 could be drafted this year. There's a couple sophomores in there, yeah. whatever. But there's going to be in this in this team. There's probably going to be a third of them are going to be busts, and, and just because that's the way that stuff works out, right? Not only so that though, I think you have to remember. And when you were playing football back then, they had, that was their second job. You know, they were working somewhere else at the factory or in the coal mine, and then they were playing football, and they were smoking cigarettes and all those type of things, and they weren't in the shape that players are today. These kids, they're still babies. At the age, you could be a senior, a redshirt right. senior, you're still 22. You're going against 30-year-old grown men with kids and – Let's just say they're going to get gobbled up. Okay, yeah. let's say it's the Cleveland Browns okay. of 2016. It's not even going to be close. It's they- not even going to be close. The Cleveland Browns would house them. Oh, yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, I just think whoever you're de- – Miles Garrett, great guy. Great p- talent, phenomenal. Joe Thomas is going to choke slam you <laughs> over and over. What over. happens? So that's He's probably going to do that in so practice Miles, in a few weeks. So Miles well. Garrett yeah. and Joe Thomas are probably going to lock up in real terms mm-hmm. in about five months when they go to training camp uh, outside. You think the Browns are going to take Garrett, huh? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what seems, everybody thinks. Well, that's what it sounds like they're going to do unless they get really unless they think, really get anxious and want to do something for a QB. I think they trade I think they trade out. I think they that's that's their motto. Trade Maybe. Back. All right, but but, they, but you can only accumulate picks for so long. They've got so many picks in this draft. It's not like they are in need of any more. I get that that was their that was their ammo a year ago. But they they can't. They, Wait a they, second. Let's not get bad. sidetracked. Right, so, Miles, sorry, Garrett, Dave. You Joe hate Thomas. to get sidetracked, don't you? <laughs> I do. No, I just want to. I want to resolve what happens here in that year or whatever. So Miles Garrett's going to be the first overall pick. He'll see Joe Thomas. What's going to? Ch- I mean, what what is the evolution physically or mentally or otherwise for Miles Garrett that will allow him to hang on an NFL gridiron come autumn? Well, the thing is, you're going against probably the the best. If not, if not one of the best, the best left tackle in the game. So you get a chance to practice against a great player over and over and over again, kind of refine your tools if you can remain confident. That's the key. Because when you come out in the draft, we're all confident, we're excited, and you go out there and you get choke slammed the first play or you don't even get close to the quarterback the second or third play, you lose a little confidence. So the key with the Browns, if they do draft him, is you have to find a way, okay, we're going to put you against Joe Thomas in these certain situations so you can get some work, but then we're going to put you on the other side against whoever that is and let you you know, win and build that confidence up. 
Because I, I've seen Joe Thomas, what he's done, the defensive ends. I've seen guys, it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't. What am I supposed to do, right? What, what's going? I'm giving him everything. That's the reason he's a he's a perennial All Pro. That's funny you year. say that about him. Now I am going to get sidetracked because I've been told by uh, by a gaggle of NFL players that uh, Joe Thomas is ever so slightly overrated compared to Jason Peters and to Trent Williams. They say those guys well, are uh, are superior. I think, I think Jason Peters is a different type of athlete. Um, Joe Thomas, since he's been in the league, though. I mean, I think in the latter part of his years, and, and again, he's been in Cleveland his whole career, hasn't won, you know, that kind of weighs on you a little bit. But, I mean, I've seen him shut guys down on a consistent basis. He may give up a sack here or there, but, you know, he hasn't been on a winner. He's had yeah. quarterbacks that hold the ball for eight seconds. You know, like, what do, what do you want him to do? Handsome, uh, yes. bottom line, you think it would be a whipping the Cleveland Browns would destroy. Yeah, I mean, I think apart from anything else, Maurice is right. I think that's good insight into the fa- how, how a rookie gets bought into the fold a little bit. If you went and took this team and said, okay, day one, you're going to be put in a proper game situation against an NFL team, that there's no, there's no like, breaking in period. They would get killed. Well, I think you would. Uh, yes, I'm. I, now I'm. Let's really get whimsical. Let's say they have two months or whatever to get. I get right. no, no, but like, I get so, that. So but that they're, but, but they're not practicing against it, an NFL uh, NFL players. They like have two five eleven corners. <laughs> they're going to cover that guy up there, Terrell Pryor. That ain't going to work. Well, He's the six, bottom five. line is, what fun it would be to see this. Wouldn't this be the greatest spectacle? I would. No. I would tune in. It's so disrespectful, Shaq. Well, what would you why? dress them in? But why? Because you because you wear the title of pro. Football well, player, it's disrespectful to you. Well, no, I these think, guys are all going to be pros. No, I'm not, it's not that. It's it's the fact that you know, for Cleveland, they've already went through a lot, right? They went through a. Okay, all right. So take the median team. Let's take I don't know who the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think they, I don't even think they get close to them to be honest with you. No, I know. I'm, I I I would love to see how they shape up because really it seems on face you say like, well, of course the pro team would house them, and I think they would. But of course, all these guys, when you're talking all stars, are the best in the mm-hmm. country, and right. probably ninety percent do wind up. I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun to see. I don't disagree with that. The other thing sure is uh, real fast. Let's uh, do this before we have uh, we have many different subjects to get to. In fact, it's time for the annual retelling. Of the Maurice Five, we have oh. to forget the Tom Brady Six, the six QBs who oh, yeah. went ahead of him in the draft. Not that it doesn't hold a candle to the telling of the Maurice Five. We're going to get to that in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that one. But uh, real quick on the uh, on the NBA All Star Game, I say one on one tournament, or even better, two on two tournament. Wouldn't that be fun to look they're at? Not, they're not going to play defense, so what's the purpose of two it? on two? They would. No, they would one on one. How about one on one would be good. I think a one on well, that was the skills challenge, right? And you started to see them compete a little bit more. I think if you put them in a in an atmosphere, you see on one on one, you versus the other guy, and let's say you have to play to ten by ones, that would be exciting. What about uh, Boogie and Anthony uh, Davis? Now all of a sudden, interesting. First of all, the Sacramento Kings are the craziest organization. They really are. It's embarrassing. They, they have to stop. It's yeah, it's, it's their way. I mean, the people make their jokes about the Cleveland Browns or anyone else. This is this is an embarrassment. What the Sacramento Kings are doing. What the Kings growing up, what they used to be, what they were used to represent when they were going to you know Western Conference Finals and and all these things, and they were competing with the Lakers and it was hot and the Warriors were kind of the laughing stock. It's flipped, and they're just going. They, you let go of pro- arguably the best center in the game. They could have had supposedly the rumor out there is that they that the Lakers offered them um, D'Angelo Russell, 
um, and Julius Randle, and they turned that down to get Buddy Heald. They, 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 so, they, they so coveted Buddy Heald, which is sad. All right. Now, speaking of coveting, everyone would like to have a running back. The quality of Adrian Peterson is as productive. He seems intrigued. He tweeted the other day. Let's see that tweet specifically. Why is Adrian Peterson weighing in on what the New York football giants are doing? And yet he is. 28 says the Giants making some interesting moves of mm. late. And uh, thousands upon thousands of people like that. They seem intrigued by that. What do we think? At this stage, you know, this is what happens in pro football is that once you get past that second big deal that once you get near 30, you get out into the, you know, who knows what's going to happen range. Do the Vikings, does it make sense for them to move on? And does it make sense for the Giants to go get them handsome? I think it's appropriate you ask me that question because this actually happened to me in real Oh, no, wait, it happened to you in real life. Why don't you talk about it, Murray? Well, I feel bad, handsome. I don't I mind. Thought... I, I want to hear from him. It actually I happened to him. Maurice. How am I supposed to? Like, All right. I think, fair. personally, I don't think it's a smart idea for the Giants to spend the money that they would have to spend to have Adrian Peterson at the back end of his career. But I'd like to hear from Maurice. I would, too. This What's actually the money, happened though? to. I know. I, I think I'm going to get that. I, I was trying to involve you in All the right, conversation. I appreciate it, but you get you get my point. I, I think my situation was a little bit different because Adrian missed a whole year, mm-hmm. you know, which adds more time on. And then obviously he missed this year as well with the knee injury. Um, and, and so he has more than what I had left, I feel like. Um, Maybe, but, yeah, but he's had the issues he, as well. But the issue is, and, and I, I learned this, you have to go to a team that's dedicated to their offensive line. Right. The Giants are dedicated to their offensive line. They're worried about other things. So you have to – understand when when you get to a certain age especially it's not necessarily i don't think it's an age issue it's more of a usage issue right when you're touching the ball 300 times over and over and over again it's a usage more than age and you need help and so you can't play behind offensive lines that maybe you might have been able to at 23 and 26 at the age of 30 that's why i think curtis martin a lot of people talk about curtis martin great running back but he had a really good offensive line with the Jets, and they were, he wasn't—he didn't have to break as many tackles. And when you watch tape of him, he was down the field running on safeties, and 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 that that is a key part. That's huge for him. Uh, I think for Adrian Peterson, you go to the Giants, and what that it wasn't the running backs' fault that they couldn't run the ball. It was their offensive line was horrible, and so you may want to go to the Giants, and that's nice, and it's a big city, and you're preparing yourself for life after football. But at the end of the day, you you got to have somebody in front of you to block in order for you to get yards. Eric Flowers ain't it. Yeah, that that doesn't. Justin Pugh's not going to do it for you. I, yeah, we're I, just watching highlights of this, them just getting stuffed. Look, we're, like where are you supposed to go? I don't know. He, I, I know that once you get to thirty, everybody knows about the cliff for running backs. But he did. Adrian Peterson did play for what it's worth. Played very well behind a mediocre offensive line in Minnesota two seasons ago. Exactly, and I and I think remember he he missed a year, and then he missed this year. So I think he has a lot left. But you have to help him out as you get older. You know, Ezekiel Elliott will find out sooner or later. Like, you will not run behind that type of offensive line, line forever. Forever. Right. I don't disagree with the, with anything you said, but it does just on paper. If you were a Giants fan and you heard Adrian Peterson signed in free agency, suddenly you would have Odell Beckham and uh, and a future Hall of Famer, obviously, and uh, Peterson <laughs> and Eli Manning, who's probably going to the Hall. I mean, yeah, it would great. sound like That's something. helpful. I'll say this. When a team – when you're the caliber player of AP and a team lets you go, that tells you something, mm-hmm. right? I mean, but it's uh, at this stage of his career as well. It's about money, right? Uh, I think for him, I mean, the money, if he gets released, he's not going to be able to get ten million a year. I no. think it'll be more in the six, seven. But then, if you can, we were just talking before the show started about some of the the rookie running backs that are going right. to be coming into the league at this this season. You can get a guy for 
Well, maybe a, a tenth of that. There's a ton of to, to that's going to be well. better. Yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're an organization that wants to win now, I think you try to go get AP. I think Minnesota f- believes that they can win now. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think they believe that they they right. truly believe that a couple more pieces and they can they can be right there and win. So you may keep AP for the whatever it is because it's, it's only one year deal and you're over and done with. All right, let's uh, move on to one more thing here in the hurry up. And uh, it's been raining a lot in Southern California. It That's a rarity, been. except that. Not for the last six weeks. It's been anything but. Every morning it's uh, you wake up to the rain, and it's weird because it forces me to dig up some music that I don't typically listen to. Some I find that in moving from Chicago, I found many moons ago, that uh, some of the music just didn't translate. It didn't feel right listening mm. to it under the uh, blazing orb in the sky. It's more appropriate with the uh, steel gray skies of right. Chicago. Handsome. Now, I will start with you on okay, this one. Because I come from somewhere rainy. See, look, you found makes the sense. theme that makes sense. That's me. all it does in England is rain, too. I know. That's not true, actually, Marcus. Go ahead. Uh, give um, us this, Handsome. What is good rainy I don't know, day I mean, record to listen to? Give I it. feel like I say this, give this as an answer often. They're one of my favorite bands. Radiohead definitely is that. They're from where I grew up, Oxford, which is a rain any place um and so i guess that music is a little depressing. okay computers what yeah going something with like there? that i would go with i think that's i mean that that were the probably... bends that would be good to, not the bends uh the uh the one after that the one that was like movie music throughout what was it called? um the one that was the one uh, yeah trailblazing for the, its lack um, of uh, vocals exactly, on it and no, it didn't I sound, wasn't... remember what it's called What's the name the- of the record behind the glass? Squares in in sixty six can't figure it out. I can't believe it. It was a yeah. defining record of the twenty first century. Now um, between the two of us, we can't conjure it. I'm I don't know why I can't think of it. This is, what was the record by Radiohead after radio, okay, computer? Here, let me get it for you. Maurice, you ask what's Maurice. your favorite uh, Radiohead song? I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I just re- I got lost when he said he was from Oxford and it was a little rainy, and then all of a sudden you went into radio. I thought that was a station. I even thought it was a group. <laughs> I'm going to go Built to Spill, uh, Perfect from now on, the record I invoke uh, regularly, but yeah, that right. one's one of the great epics. I, I just record. go I go to Drake. You know, that's my fault. Drake in the he, rain. Give me Drake in the rain. He, he's talking about some stuff that we got to really focus on. Drake gets me through the storm, man. I think I don't know. I was talking about this with somebody the other day, and I don't know that I could identify a Drake song if I heard it. Oh, that's him. You could I? People said, "Oh, he's definitely one of those guys." You definitely know. Him. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's been out there, but his songs, you know, he has some like some club songs where everyone's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." But then he has some real ones that are just they talk about life, hmm. and that's what I'm about. All right, well, I know that. I know you're serious about the game of life. I also I don't know any Selena Gomez songs either. Me either. Yeah, I'm not a Selena Gomez fan. Taylor Swift, I do know. Uh, I know some of her. I songs. feel like she has to. She's kind of like the. Um, it was a movie where or it was a TV show where like this guy was dating this girl and he breaks up with her and then all of a sudden she, she becomes this famous movie singer or singer or whatever it may be. And I feel like that's like Taylor Swift. She always has to date someone and then she breaks up with them and then she makes and then an she's album. inspired. She makes an album, yeah. Taylor Swift is no uh yeah, she's not that's uh you? Taylor no, I said that's mean. Oh, that's but that's mean. what she that's how she does it. <laughs> she's that's no how I, that's not how my music comes. Oh, okay. She's no shut in that Taylor right. Swift. She gets out. Yeah. You know, she likes to go out and uh, date. And then, right. then when she when she only dates for like two days, and then yeah. a new album's out. Then a new album about how bad she you are as a up. person. Who's the woman who used to be with Chris Brown, the beautiful woman? Rihanna. Rihanna. I love her. Oh, my my daughter now likes her. Do you know what? The one day I was walking through this building right here, 
and I'm coming down the oh, stairs, and Rihanna is coming up. I'm like, what is happening here? Why was Rihanna at the know. NFL? It, it, well, why wasn't I here? I know. I would have told. I was going to call you because I would have definitely just broke out some vocals. Yeah. <laughs> to, to I would love. You know what I would do? I would pay. I was going to say pay anything. I wouldn't pay anything. I'd pay about ten bucks, so maybe even twenty, to see uh, Rihanna and Ike have a have a five minute conversation. Sup, Rihanna? No question. It'd be, it'd be one of the greatest, the greatest of all time. <laughs> Kid A is the name Kid of A. the that's uh, radio what we're record. All right. Sorry let's, about that, everyone. Let's start the show. That was like a four-minute drill. <laughs> Sup, Rihanna? How you doing? <laughs> hey, now. It would, it would sound a little bit different than that. Hey, yeah, I think it would. it would a little bit, but I don't think we can use some of those. Hey, Rihanna, you spontaneous? Welcome to the DDFP Presented by McDonald's And uh, let's say hello to two of our favorites Here in Studio 66 See, this is how I'll get through the offseason Is with the company of the likes of Handsome Hank And uh, and Maurice Jones This is fun yeah, it is nice. It's nice. I find that the podcast has gotten, uh, in to my ear at least, uh, the last two weeks of podcasts have been the best we've done. Because well, the, the season is the, season's the fun. But the, the offseason, we can go anywhere we want. We can talk about what we desire to speak about. Well, I, just, I, I have to say this because I was telling someone this today. I got so much flack for picking the Patriots in the Super Bowl because of my reasoning. Why? What was your reasoning? I just can't go against the GOAT. Yep. I just—I mean, well, there is I guess, no I guess that, is, that analysis seemed to work out, that. didn't it? I tell you what, right. I don't know what it is, but I just try to tell people he just has something about him. He's so magical. I don't know what it is. Which goat are you talking about specifically? Tom, I'm the, the one that played the game, not, right? Not, not the, the coach. He's also the goat. No, 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 no. He ain't the goat. He 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 played the game. Are we going down that? We're going down this uh, rabbit hole now. Which guy is? I mean, I—I I, it is a fun is it thing. The chicken or the egg? Because I remember Bill Belichick in Cleveland. I think it's the chicken and the egg. What if Bill Belichick had been the coach and like Marv Lewis? So it's not about like, well, he would have gotten fired if this. He's definitely the coach for the last whatever, 17, 18 years in New England. What would they would they have won a Super Bowl with? You know, uh, who's who's a good who's a guy we could slot instead of Alex Smith. Alex Smith, would they? Ha- how many rings would they have won with Bill Belichick and his QB defense? Everything else is the same. Every, everything every stays other, the same. Randy Moss is there for a while. Everything else, I don't know. I, like I don't. Well, that's not sad. Not, not, that, not as many as is is, but some. No, because I, I, I'll say this: uh, Alex Smith needs weapons around him, right? So you look at some of the people, the pieces they went and got: Tyreek Hill. They have Jamal Charles, who, who's been banged up. Don't get me wrong. They have a bunch of running backs. But they Patriots have got some weapons, Jer- too. Gronk? Randy Moss? Yeah. Gronk, hasn't, Gronk hasn't played in, like, three years. What? Gronk, Gronk didn't play the whole season. He played a little bit this year, Maurice. All right, now, that's a fair point by Maurice. What about, okay. But I'm talking about through the, t- through the now same flame, time. Okay, span. Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's the Chiefs QB for the last uh, 15 years. How many rings does he have? If, if he's in the same offensive system, no, I he's think. in he's in New England, right? I mean, he's in KC. Yeah, but if it's the same system for the last fifteen years, I think he he wins. I think that's the that's the issue with them, or it's not an issue. That's the reason they win is because they you go to the same building every day, you hear the same language every day. There's no nothing to, new to know about. It's a, it's consistency, and that's what these organizations have to understand. Joe Montana went in the twilight of his career to KC. Let's say Tom Brady did that right now, 2017. He jumps down to KC. 
do they win the Super Bowl this year? I don't know why I'm making yeah, it KC. So. What about Cincinnati? But you like it. You like to do Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, probably not Cincinnati. No. AJ Green. Their defense. Their defense wasn't that good this year. It was good enough. Geno Atkins was. Would be but, that but much. that's just one player. I'm just talking about guy. as an overall scheme of defense. I want to say they were, they weren't ranked that high, right? Tom remember Brady. the Patriots were the number one scoring defense. What about this? What if you traded before the AFC title game Brady for Roethlisberger? Who would have won that game then? Uh, probably the Pittsburgh. Well, no, because Ben Roethlisberger is a Patriots QB. It wasn't about Roethlisberger. It was about Le'Veon Bell. It was about Le'Veon Bell not Le'Veon showing Bell up. Bell got hurt. All right. See, so. I, I like playing what if. We could do this We all can day. do that all offseason. Instead, let's say hello to our pal, uh, the rain, our resident uh, Miami Dolphins fan, all the way from London, England. Here he is. It's Handsome Hank, everybody. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. How are, are you? you? Good, but I'm hungry. I haven't had yeah. a bite yet today. I want to. Is that why on. you were late for us this morning? No, it was the rain. I got out of the house a little bit late. We had uh, we had my uh, my family in town. Uh, oh, nice. My, uh, my cousin. Why aren't they Mitch. here? Well, they left. We oh, were here sorry. though. I sat in this very chair with uh, with my little uh, nephew Max was here. Mm-hmm. Wow! And uh, and he and I we took some photos and everything here in Studio sixty six, world famous, at, and out on the stage. And uh, yeah, Mitch and Natalie and uh, Max were all out here for the uh, for the weekend, and it was a great time. And on Saturday night, we went out. Tell me if you think this is wrong. What what happened there? Um, I'm wondering if you and I ever did this handsome on our culinary tours. I uh, they really wanted to eat sushi, so we went to a place, great place in uh, the valley called Kawami. And then we were talking while we were eating the Kawami. My cousin Mitch, he's he likes food. Like one of his passions mm-hmm. is food. Like my food, same my as guy. you. So you guys are close right, because right. of that, right? And so uh, we were talking about it, and uh, we said, you know, like umami burger is really good. And he really fell in love with In and Out, as many people do when they come to LA. Right. He really liked In and Out, and had eaten it three times during his visit. And I said, well, umami burger is really better. Yep, and it's true as well. Yeah, it's a lot better. And uh, so we so we went we left Kuwami Burger uh, Kuwami sushi. sushi and we went to Umami Burger and we did two dinners in one night. Was that right or wrong, Maurice? That's right. Thank you. It's, only it's fine the, if it tastes good. If it's that's good. your passion, right. then yeah. let it let it happen. Kuwami Umami. What do you think about that, uh, Emma VP behind the glass? Oh, I know Emma VPs. I know she has done that before. I think that's cool. I have not done that before, but maybe I will. Not that, that exact one, but I bet you've had two dinners in is one night. Is it Thai before. noodles in Santa Monica? So. Have you ever been in that? There's like a little corner of a street that has like five or six different noodle spots that you can go to. Back when I first got to the network, I went there with a couple of buddies, and we just went to each spot. Really? He's got some noodles in each That's one. the only yeah. way you can right? really settle yeah. which place is bad. Right. I did, I've done that in Pittsburgh. Uh, there are two competing places that are about three storefronts separated in uh, the Squirrel Hill area of Pittsburgh. There's Minio's and there's Aiello's. To me, there's no comparison. Obviously, Minio's trumps the uh, the Aiello's, but uh, really to do it. What are they serving? Pizza. Oh, pizza. I'm sorry. Okay. Did I say, yeah, pizza. So I've done on a couple of occasions, I've done the like, well, let's go to Minio's and then let's go to Aiello's. How, you, else, how else will I know which one's better? And you get the same thing, like the pepperoni right. in both ones, right. so you can immediately right. do a taste test. Precisely, yeah. precisely. I like it. Emma VP's uh, gentleman suitor paid her a visit here in Los Angeles. Did that go well this weekend, Emma VP? It did, yeah. It was fun. 
good, good. Didn't say we took you. We didn't uh, take you up on your food recommendations, though. So next time. That's your mistake. Yes. Know. Listen, you know. The Dave recommended like two places say, for dinner in one night. I mean, what do you no. need to know? What do you next need time. to know about uh, who knows his food? Right. You look at the look at the size of Damashek. That tells. If you're you. not watching, you should be. That's right. <laughs> Um, let's also say hello to uh, to our pal from the East Bay. He toiled in Jacksonville, Florida for many moons. Then he rounded things out in Oakland. It's Maurice Jones Drew, everybody. Oh, Ooh, I like this. Straight out of Oakland. That's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar. Addicted to the end zone. Now he's all with Damashek. Yeah, that's his new home. That's the remix. Uh, that's the remix. My favorite bit, no matter whether it's the remix or the original, is sexy. Just at the end. I like that. I like it too, but you know what? We're really going to have to update that thing. Did you see that, Maurice? You what? look different in the video. I, I'm, I'm leaning up, Shaq. It's really something I've to been, see. It's true. I've been challenged, and so I'm going to go Who challenged there. you? My kids. Okay. Oh, the kids. Yeah, they were like, you know, we heard you were an athlete. I was like, well, look, I've already did the spider backflip. If you don't can't find it, you can check out my Instagram. I did that. I'll show you guys. Mm-hmm. I did the Spider Man backflip. Then I did a front flip. I'm like, that's what athletes do. They're like, it's not an athlete. I'm like, okay. So I guess athletes have to Prove be skinny. Yeah. So yeah, once in a while you get those little challenges from someone nearby, and it really, I, I, I'm not gonna name names, but someone in my house just last night said like, well. I really, like, it's time now. The family visits are through after the season. That's why everybody comes to pay a visit after NFL season is through. We have some free time. They get out of the winter weather, even though the weather's better out there. But it was said, all right, all the eating's done now. Two dinners dinners are done. It's time to – I need – she's – I'm not naming names. She said, need to lose about five pounds, and you need to lose – a little bit more than that. Right. Let me tell you And I, that hurt me very badly. This is what I've been doing the last week and a half, two weeks. I get on the treadmill, I put it to 15, and I just walk. That's all you got to do. You will burn. How long? For how long? Uh, you do a time. So I've been doing like 15, 20 minutes, just walking, then I'll just do like other stuff. But if you just walk 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. I'm not a pro athlete. No, that's why I said walk. 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 Walking for 15 minutes is uh, not pro athlete. Dude. No. At an incline <laughs> of 15, that's hard, man. But, the, yeah, you just got to finish it. You'll find. You'll you can sw- do it. You'll Dig see. deep. I'm telling you. Dig deep. You are a pro athlete. In Take your mind, a, you Do are. a video of it. I guarantee you, you'll feel better, too, after. I just wanted to honor our friend uh, Los Real <laughs> Ali on Twitter because he sent these along at my request, and uh, they were gangbusters. President's Day has come and gone for another year, but I just wanted to show you oh, NFL one. dignitaries. Can you tell me? I saw these yesterday. You're putting them out as President's Day. Who Who's are that? all these people? Oh, that's Andy Dalton. I mean, I know it's Andy Dalton. Andy Who are the Dalton presidents? is Thomas Jefferson. Bill. That's Bill Belichick is uh, no, Van not Buren. Abraham. Come there's, on. There's Dak. That's Dak. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, that's Dak is Abe. And there's uh, Big Ben is uh, – He's the fat guy, right? Teddy Ryan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Ryan is Jimmy Carter. You should – uh, you should uh, watch the show. Who's that? Russell as a, Woodrow Wilson, I think. That's a bad one. There he goes. That's Tom Bill Brady as JFK. That's, gonna hap- that's actually going to happen. Yeah. No, he ain't going to make it. Cut. 
cutting as Ulysses S. Grant. Where's, you really have to see these. Uh, check these out. At, where's uh, Bill Clinton? No one put anybody as Bill Clinton. Yeah, that's true. And uh, who would be the most? That's Tim Maurice as Bill Clinton. <laughs> no, do me as Barack. <laughs> Same skin tone. It's easier transition. NFL.com slash DDFP. I encourage you to check those out. Great work there by our pal Los cool. Al Ali. And uh, now it's time for a halftime show. It's a, something new that we're doing here on the show. We've decided we have nothing but uh, time. Whoa. It had a guitar riff from. Halftime show. Oh, okay. I did not very very well done there, MOVP. <laughs> that was the halftime show. Yep, NFL Films is a treasure trove of random things, and I'm a nerd, and I sit around and watch on YouTube. I watch old games sometimes. I just flip flip in and see what's going down. I came across this one from an Oilers-Cowboys uh, game. This is the pregame interview with Hollywood Henderson. This is the, you know, the uh, mercurial uh, linebacker for them. You know, he, he was a great one, but he had some trouble off the field and everything else. And he didn't show up and try hard in the preceding week's game. And so then they had this interview with him on, uh, I think it was uh, the CBS pregame show. That's oh, fun. this is the NBC pregame show. Take a look here. Oh, yeah, the best theme music ever. been dominating the news out of Dallas. What have you been able to learn about him? Well, if the Hollywood Henderson scenario was a Western movie, it might be entitled This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us. Last week against Washington, no tackles, no assists, but it was his antics off the field that uh, turned Coach Tom Landry and many of his teammates, including D.D. Lewis, against him. Well, D.D. Lewis is uh, a very prejudiced individual. You know, he's a no-talent linebacker. He's been in the league 11 years, and <laughs> only presses I've got, only honors I've got was talking about me. So somebody that little doesn't bother me. I mean, now listen. So first of all, that was Brian Gumble with about the, a three-inch yeah. fro talking yes. to the young Mike Adamley there, um, and, uh, and who had the interview with Hollywood Anderson <laughs> for Maurice. This is 1979. Can you imagine saying about a teammate, well, he's prejudiced. So that's so, uh, can, uh, what a thing. And that, the biggest present he ever got was uh, was getting talking to talk about, about me. <laughs> what? Well, that wasn't the only thing. I mean, he had like eight buttons. He had eight buttons shirt down. down. Yep. I mean, he seemed very confident. I just I just know his name from when Mike Tomlin talked about him this year. So I know, but how great is that? That he's it's phenomenal. I don't I don't get why people we can't do that now. It's like I don't know. You have that... to be co- politically correct all the time. Don't hurt people's feelings. Like no, this is football. Okay, you have winners and losers. When you lose, you're, yeah, but they're on the same. But they're team. on the same team. That's the, that's you have winners and losers <laughs> on the same team sometimes. <laughs> Handsome, is that the funniest thing? I think it's great. You do you guys believe that everyone on Every team likes each no, other. No, of course they don't, but they don't necessarily talk about that. I mean, like, but the Riley Cooper thing got less heat from inside the from his teammates no, than this no, did. No, 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 nobody. But I don't remember any Philadelphia LeSean Eagles McCoy, going like, "Wow, well, he's racist." So, Lashawn McCoy came out and said something. Did he? Oh, yeah. Was yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I, I don't play that. I'm not messing with him. And you know, Mike Vick, I think, got the the big part because he was a quarterback and all the stuff that he went through. And Mike Vick was like, "Look, I believe in second chances." Well, he has to say that, right? Because he got a second yeah. chance. Lashawn McCoy, on the other hand, was like, "Nah, bruh, you stay on that side. I'm gonna stay on this side, and that's how we're gonna do this from now on." 
So. We're going to have uh, uh, my interview with uh, Malcolm Jenkins for you. We went out and ate delicious barbecue in Houston. We'll have that for you in the next couple of weeks here. Probably go like half hour, 45 minutes worth of uh, good conversation. He's a really smart, uh, thoughtful guy, but also funny too. But we were talking about the Riley Cooper and what, what that was like in the next week or two after all of that. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, just the casual Hollywood. Well, see, the no, see, the thing is with D.D. Lewis is he's prejudiced. <laughs> that, that doesn't that that wouldn't I mean, if somebody did that now the point is if somebody did that in the middle of the season one teammate said another one is prejudiced that would get a ton of attention the world is different now i know isn't that the, funny the world is different it's true that was 79 we're you know it's changed a little bit i can't say that much <laughs> Just, yeah well the thing also is with him is he's not good either like dd yeah. he's not also not good at no football. not a talent played 11 <laughs> years <laughs> no talent linebacker played 11 years all right let's talk about it it's time once again handsome settle in get ready for a great yarn now it is uh it's time for the annual telling yes tom brady has gotten a lot of attention and rightly so he wears five rings on his fingers at this point and it's noteworthy and it's infamous for the teams that opted to take another quarterback in the draft way back when instead of the guy who now looms as the greatest of all time but we are seated next to hands you sure you don't want me to tell this one well earlier on you seemed to think <laughs> i was the expert on running backs you sure Maurice Jones-Drew had a distinguished NFL career, handsome Hank. He did. And uh, and yet, back in 2006, general managers uh, in the National Football League opted to take five running backs before his name was called out, Maurice. Unbelievable. Let's get into it. it First of all, let's set the scene here. It's 2006. Yeah. You've just come off of your junior year at UCLA, right? Yep. Yeah, there's a, there, there's a lot of noise around you. I remember you making the scene in your freshman year up in Washington. I remember watching you against the Huskies and saying, boy, this little guy's really nifty, huh? Yeah, we uh, coming off my junior year, I had 20 touchdowns, over 1,000 all-purpose yards. I didn't have a lot of rushing yards that year because we were, we were kind of running back by committee, which I appreciate. So I didn't have a, a big like workload on mm-hmm. my back like some of the guys now. Um, going Who were you splitting carries with? Uh, Chris Marquis. Chris Marquis, who he ended up coming out a little bit after me, kind of just a cup of tea, but still one of my boys here, and he still lives in L.A., hang out. But he was a he was a fresh he was either a freshman or a redshirt freshman that year, so it was kind of just came out and there was only one running back anyone was talking about going into that draft well, who was also from L.A. Yeah, well that was the thing. I, I was playing. He Reggie Bush was at USC. He had the big you know the year and all that, and that was that was nice. You see, it was so funny because. Me and Reggie have been competing against each other in the running back round for a long time. I was California player of the year and running back in high school. And then, obviously, he won the Heisman in college. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth a little bit. So, I knew going in, like, all right, chance of me getting picked ahead of him. Okay. Slim, Slim. to none. The, the conversation going into this one nationally was how are the three big names going to slot? It was Vince Young of Texas. It was Reggie Bush of USC. And Mario Williams was getting a lot of noise. But I, yeah, he came out of nowhere. It was more of Matt Leinert. Mm, Matt Leinert was Leiner the other was guy the that people name. were excited about. And all of about. a sudden, Mario Williams comes yeah. out of nowhere, and he becomes the right. first pick, right? Yep. He goes to Texas with the second pick. Here's what the Saints did. With the uh, second choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Reggie Bush, running back, USC. (laughs) 
Reggie Bush with a three-piece beige suit. I don't I like know. it. I wonder if in hindsight he regrets that. I think I might. I <laughs> no, I like it. I no, think I, it's good. I remember it like it was yesterday. Because let me set the scene for you. Okay. So I had a chance to have a camera with me. Um, I thought we were going to go to New York. Didn't end up doing it because mm-hmm. my family couldn't make it. I was too many people, and I wasn't flying all those people. Right. I had no cash. So we were just in this thing. So they're encouraging you. Are you thinking that you're going to be a first-round pick? Is that what's been indicated? Which, team, yeah. Which teams so have been speaking I had, to you? I talked to uh, – I had talked to the Texans, who had the second pick in the first round. I had talked to the Denver Broncos, who had 15. So that's well, why no, I thought wait, I was the going. Texans just went first so the overall. Texans, yeah, they, they traded first up. Overalls. Oh, okay. I'm right. Sorry. So they had. Uh, I had talked to the Dem- Denver's where I thought I was going to go at 15 because Kyle Shanahan was the GA at UCLA. Um, had a great meeting with uh, Mike Shanahan and the running back coach and everybody there, and it was a lot of buzz about going to Denver because they hadn't drafted a running back. I think the last running back they drafted the first round was Clinton Portis. I was had, just going to say, yeah. yeah. like a two. So it was, like, it was right. like, okay, like we got some things going. And they told you it would be round one or they said – No, they were they were saying we're, it's, 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 we want you round one. Right. But obviously that didn't So happen. all the agent – so your agent and all the we were, personnel guys are saying, oh, yeah, Maurice, you're yeah, in good it was, shape it was, here. It was, it was 15. We were, I think we were projected either 15 um, and then it was whatever team that took a running back after that. So and Jacksonville, who mm-hmm. had taken my boy before me. So at that point in time, I was like, "All right, you know, we got a couple more hours. We'll be solid." Who Jacksonville take? Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Oh, they take yeah. Mercedes. Yeah, they Lewis. took Mercedes. Back to back UCLA's. Yeah. We went back to back. So Reggie Bush goes, and then I went. I don't know. Was it New England? So we'll get to we'll get to that in just a second here. So you're so they said, all right, well you're gonna stay in California with your family. Right. We still, but you're big enough. You're a high profile guy. We want to put a camera. Yeah. In, and in your crib. my agent was like, ah, oh, you know what? I've seen things. We don't want to be on that. Good right? call. Not, which was a great call. Because as a story unfolds, it gets a little it gets a little dark. All right, right. and you have cornrows at this time too. Right? I have dreads. You have your dreads. dreads in. Yeah. Okay, dreads. so then they the Denver Broncos go at fifteen, and they don't uh, say Maurice Jones. I don't get through. the call. No, they Who don't. Who did they pick? Jay Cutler. Questionable. Hmm. Questionable. Whatever happened to that guy? He's still know. playing. I don't know, but it does get finally to New England at uh, twenty-one, and here's what they announce: they're looking for a run. Well, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, well, hold on. The twenty-first uh, choice in the two thousand and six NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Lawrence Maroney, running back, University of Minnesota. Yeah, so I got a call before that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, between you and Lawrence Maroney. Who gives you this call? Uh, I want to say it was either one of the scouts. From the Patriots. From the Patriots, yeah. Why would they call you and Why would say they that to you? That's what like they, taunting what, you. Well, almost. no, that's what they do. Like, before you pick, they let you know, like, you maybe we're going to get this right. thing done. Just, you know, it's kind of like they call, like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So like, and hey. did you get to make your case? You're like, Lawrence Maroney? No, no, it was not. They were just like, you know, I got into a little trouble before the draft. When people thought it was me, but it wasn't me. It was another guy with dread, so they thought it was me. Mm. Ended up getting wiped out. That's kind of why. Was I it Lawrence Maroney? Because he had dreads. <laughs> I wish. No, it wasn't Lawrence Maroney. It was uh, someone else. So it was kind of like, all right, between you and Lawrence Maroney, we're going to call you back. All right, cool. Do you say anything to Handsome's question? Does, do you say anything like, me or Lawrence Maroney? Maroney are you please? crazy? I'm so much better than Larry on my worst yeah. day. No, at, at that point, you just want to get drafted. I know, but that that's going to help, right? No, not really. All right, then do the right thing, scout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, no, that it, it gets worse. So uh, they take Lawrence Maroney, and right. now I'm sitting here like about to, you know, I'm starting to t- well, will you know, tear up because this is the first place I was supposed to go after 15. Was like, 
All right, New England's up. They're Imagine all the rings he'd have now as well. You know what? Lawrence Maroney ended up being a bust in New England. They still win a but Super he's still Bowl. got a one, he's, at least one, right? No, he didn't get no, one. No, he didn't get he, one. He was a two. He, they cut him after 2007. He was the say. starting running back, in fact, in the undefeated season he in was. the Super Bowl against the Giants. That could have been one Maurice jones drew. And then guess what? They win that Super Bowl. They would have won that Super Bowl. Didn't Maroney fall? No, he scored a touchdown scored, in that That's Super my Bowl. dog. He didn't touch the ball. He, he, got, uh, he got in a little bit of trouble during the season. Because remember they were throwing the ball all over the yard, and mm-hmm. he came out and was like, "Look, I I, I want to touch the ball right. too." So, and so Heath Evans, uh, who was on that Patriots team, has told us the tale before, and it's fascinating that the intent was to run the ball at Michael Strahan all day. Kyle Brady missed a couple of blocks early, and Belichick said. I, let's get away from that. I want to start yeah. throwing the ball. We can throw the ball on them, and that proved to be a big mistake. Had that, to, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe old Maurice Jones-Drew busts a couple of those runs early. And the then... world will never know. Do you remember those um, the Fantasy Files videos? Remember those things? You were in one where you I jumped was. out of some sand. Yeah. Lawrence Maroney jumped through a car, like through a car, dived yeah. through a car window out it the other the side. It was the old Reebok commercial. Yeah, Reebok um, yep. Look at you watching Reebok. A lot of good that did the Patriots. All right. So Maurice is upset now. Maurice, so when you hear when the Patriots get up there and uh, to when Rich Eisen and uh, Chris Berman and everybody else is saying, like, all right, let's get to the podium, the pick's in, are you, you don't know. You, it might, well, I didn't get a call, so we knew. So you knew it was wasn't going to be you yeah, at yeah. that point. So at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Now six picks later, the Carolina Panthers. I got a, This is a different – before you go, I got – the OC calls me on the phone. This is this is what kills me. The OC calls me on the phone. He goes, "Listen, it's between you and D'Angelo Williams. We, I want you. The scouts want D'Angelo, so that's Bucky at the time, right? And I, Bucky, yeah, I know. I, one day I'm gonna choke. <laughs> Bucky Brooks. Bucky, Bucky Brooks, Brooks is, yeah, is Bucky the one Brooks. who's saying not Maurice Jones Drew. No question. He's saying D'Angelo, right? So mm. I'm like, all right. So he's like, the coaches want you. And at that time, I want to say they had uh, Deshaun Foster. Mm-hmm. So Coming to the end UCLA, of his time. It was a UCLA, UCLA thing kind of deal. And we really like Deshaun. We really like you. We want to get this going. You know, um, we're going to call you. The, he's like, we should be calling you right back. All right, cool. Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> With the uh, 27th choice in the 2006 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select D'Angelo Williams. Running back from Memphis. D'Angelo Williams. Now as we're starting to put these together too, by the way, a lot of guys had uh had dreadlocks. Oh yeah, we were we, it was it was a it was a good crew. All right. So they and by the way, UCLA, for what it's worth, do you when you go to UCLA, is that part of your calculation that Hey, if things break right, I'd love to wind up in the NFL. And UCLA has a nice little recent history of putting running backs into the NFL. Is that a consideration? No, that wasn't it. I, I went to a, I went to UCLA following coaches who had uh, – they were at Colorado, and they had a, a, a real history of putting running backs mm-hmm. into the NFL at the time. Uh, Chris Brown had just was up for the Heisman win. They had a couple other guys after him. Hmm. And they ran a pro-style offense. Chris where, Brown, right. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, – those coaches left and went to UCLA – and then they ended up recruiting me there, and that's how I ended up getting Eric B. Enemy, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, that was the he was the former Buffalo running back mm-hmm. who, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very much your body type and everything. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Every, I mean, when you see someone who played in the league, and then you're like, all right, I see myself as that height. I mean, I'm a little bit taller, but I mean, we were similar size. I was like, 
You're hey, taller than Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, no question. I look down on that guy. <laughs> no now it starts getting real grim here because we're. What are you? What's happening now? Wait, what's happening? Oh, oh so, in your so house? now we're starting. To, no, we're in, we're in a hotel room. Are you tearing up? You, I mean, you oh, no, teared I, up. Tears now. are. I'm already crying at this point. Right. I'm like I'm full on. <laughs> side. But are you? Are you like? Are you side crying? Are you angry well, crying? It's, it's 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 more of a. You know, it's a Who's sad. Who's there for you? It's just me and my agents. That's it. Just, That's just it. Everyone else is gone now. They're in a different room. Okay. They're no one. No, it was so like how he had it set up, which was, I mean, he had it all thought out. He was like, look, you know, this can go one or two ways because there's so many backs that a lot of people like. Like we can right. either be the first one or we can kind of fall down a little bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to have us in one room and everyone else in another. And so, so are they are they adjoining rooms? No, 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 no. It's like one on one floor, and then right. the others on. So the they floor. can't hear you crying. Yeah, like, are you allowed? Are you loud crying? No, no, like, no, no. Ah! no, no. It's not. One <laughs> or are you just like, <laughs> just, ah, it's like literally, like I don't know. It's not a sad cry. It's like it's, it was just tears are just falling. I don't think I was right. even making any noise. No, no. If handsome were there, he'd be like, they don't respect you. They <laughs> oh, so this is how it, it's starting to get dark, and so my agent's like, listen. Like, we got to change the energy around this time. And, and, and so this is before because after uh, the Indianapolis pick is when the Indianapolis right. pick kind of set me. All right, let's see that one then. All right. well, hold on, wait. Oh, hold on, I'm hold on. let him tell the story, no, all right, all right. So, so I'm sobbing. It. Well, not sobbing. I'm just like t- just There's tears. tears just falling, There's no right? noise. No noise. The and they could tell I'm upset. And so the Colts call. But at this point, it's, it's not a scout. It's not an OC. It's Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to like So I know is because me and Tony Dungy had a talk at the combine for about two hours. We were only supposed to be 15 minutes. We just talked about life for about two hours. And then at the end of the day, he was like, if you run a 4-3, we'll draft you in the first round, no question. I was like, all right, cool. Run 4-3. So I'd, I got to go to Indy now. What's right? Dungy like? Is he he's nice oh. to talk to you for two hours about oh, life? I guess yeah, we nice talked guy. about like my grandfather and, and just how I grew up. And he told me his situations and how he was in Tampa. It, it was just a great conversation. Really, I mean, the respect at that point, the level was like mm-hmm. up here. About to go down. Oh, wow. it, it felt. It felt. <laughs> About to plummet. Because he told you a lie. No, he didn't tell me a lie. Yeah, he, he did. He told, you that he told you he would draft you in the first round if you ran a 4-3. And he calls me. Right. He's on the phone. No scout. No. Right. Hey, we are battling right now. And he goes, the scouts want Joseph Adai, but all Joseph the coaches Adai. want you. And we're going to go and pick you. We're going to call you. He was like, do not do anything else. We're going to call you right back. All right. Roll tape. With the 30th choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Joseph Adai, running back from LSU. <laughs> so when the word Joseph comes out of his mouth, I, I lost you, it. You were like, what? I Wait a second. Now, we, now is it loud now, crying? Now, no, it's no crying. I'm just, now I'm, now like, I'm just all over the place, right? Because there's no other – no one else has taken a running back. Well, Jacksonville could have taken one. Right. But they, caught, they took Mercedes, so it was kind of like – all right, and they had Fred, and they had a, uh, some other guys. So I'm like, well, I don't think they're going to take a running back in the second round. So I'm sitting here just in a panic, right? I'm tripping now because I'm like, we don't know where I'm going to go because once the second round hit, it could have been anybody. I mean, I worked out with Atlanta, who then this, their first pick in the second round, they went with a corner. I worked out with Minnesota, who ended up going to center. You know what the Miami Dolphins this did is that the, year? They, they traded their second pick for Dante Culpepper. And, and remember – but no, like They could have got that instead. You guys, I knew I wasn't going to because the year before – Either, I was, it was the year before Ronnie Brown and all those mm-hmm. guys came out, right? Yep. Yeah. So they weren't going to running. They right. just went running back in the first round. So it was just like, I'm, I, now way. I'm going through every team in my head at this point. I'm sick. So my agent goes, listen, we have to change this energy. And so we start to wrestle. <laughs> and I put him in the, gu- the guillotine chokehold. Right. 
<laughs> and the other one, like, we were just messing around, and then Tennessee comes up. <laughs> so, wait. So, for a moment, at least, the things yeah, were restored. Well, things, it, you're back in. It was it was kind of like we were just wasting time trying to get right. through it. You know, I look up next thing I know Tennessee's on the thing. I'm like, oh, Tennessee's a team that we talked to. They were saying they were going to take a running back. But I knew the chance of me going to Tennessee when they were still Lindell White because him and Norm Chow had a thing going on. He played for Norm Chow at SC. Jeff Fisher's an SC guy. Mm-hmm. But there was a chance. All right. But, so, so wait, oh. just one thing. I mean, like, looking at those two t- – so the Colts and the Titans are both wind up being in the division no that question. you wound up in. Ooh. I watched you I, – I went to a game against – I think it might have been your biggest – Rushing game of your career against the Colts. I watched you play in Jacksonville. You yeah. you had what two thirty yards against them. Uh, I had uh, against the Titans. I had one ninety. Yeah, yeah. The Colts. I had like one eighty five. Was that one of those ones where you're like, t- in, before those games, you're remembering? Oh no, it was, it, every teams. every game was like that because the Patriots. When we played the yeah, Patriots, yeah. I was like, yo, like you, you called me. Yeah, you call all these guys. You called, called me. But the Colts one is the worst of all. Tony Dungy gets you on the horn to tell yeah, you we're hurt. about to pick you. Then the scouts win. What's going on in Indianapolis? That's so Bill the scouts- It's Bill Polian. Uh, you know, it was Bill. He, he he had the he had the last say. Right. And that's at the end of the day, that's kind of how you go. Um, that hurt. It what hurt. Did, have you seen Bill Polian since? Oh, I. You know, I saw him, and I said, I was like, so Bill, how did that work out for you? And then he goes, Well, we won a ring. I go, Yeah, but I. I said some other stuff that I can't say on air, but I was like, "Yeah, I got, I got, I tore, I terrorized you for years." And it was you, you made did, your home in Indianapolis. Oh yeah, yeah. I just rented it out twice. Every, every Sunday, twice yep. a year, or ever twice once a, a year. year. Yeah, you know, twice. Yep. Well, you beat yeah would, in Indy you beat, in, once yeah, a year. Yeah, you just year. made a home. Another in the AFC South foe, the Tennessee Titans, stepped to the podium with pick number forty-five. Here's what they said: With pick number forty-five, Tennessee has selected. From USC, running back, Lindell White. So there he goes. Lindell White. That's what I heard. Uh, No. That's what I heard. At this party, it's been a long, long wait. It's been about six hours plus for Lindell White to go. And he goes 45th overall. So, you know, me and Lindell had a little history because uh, he wore 21 as well. And I wore 21. So he used to always say he was the, the real 21. In L.A. In L.A., right. So we, we were good. Fr- we're still good friends, and we hang out. I mean, that hurt, though. That hurt. Because I was like, Lindell didn't run a 40. You know, he pulled his hamstring. He didn't work out of the combine. He didn't work out the whole process. You know, that hurt me because I really put the time and the effort in. I, I packed up and went to Miami to train on my own. Like, didn't have anyone by me. I put the, the did the whole process. I felt the right way. I was hurt. Why do you think? So it's because there was some off the field business, is what there was you think, a, there, or was well, it well, for me? There was so the people felt like uh, you know there's a character issue with me, and obviously it was later resolved that had nothing to do with it. But at that time, I couldn't do anything because it happened right it. before right. the draft. Like it was nothing I can do. So we kind of went through it, you know. And uh, as I started to see people go, like Devin Hester, I want to say went before me. Um, a guy that I – it was funny. Like, he's known as a punt returner, but I had every NCAA record at that point for punt returning. So, it was kind of like – it was just all this stuff was building up. And so, finally, Jacksonville calls. And uh, I was sitting there. And at that point, I told my agent, like, I, I'd rather work at McDonald's right now. Like, I'd rather just <laughs> scratch all this. You know, Who called you stuff. from Jacksonville? Now, uh, we can make that happen, Maurice. Yeah, we can now. Yeah. We, well, it's, 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 it, that was at a point. I was at my lowest. That was the lowest of lows. I was down. I was down in the dumps. 
I yeah. mean, it was. I want to say I knew the exact time too. It was like six hours and like fifty something minutes. At one point, we had like clocked it. It was ugly. What's your chief emotion? Sadness, frustration, oh, anger. No, I, was, I was. I was pissed. It was. It, it was. It was, it was no other emotion but pissed. Like, like when I when they when I got the call and you know we kind of called my mom. My mom was like, "Well, look, you know, I already know how he's feeling right now." You know, she she was like, "We're gonna celebrate a little bit, and then we're just gonna go to the crib." And they cooked, and we had a good. But but at that time, oh, I went to the house and started running. I started just ran for like ten miles. I was sick. And my agent was like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I'll be back." And I just took off running down the street, and I ran probably almost Forrest Gumped it almost. Like I ran like <laughs> <laughs> I was just running. I was hurt. It hurt so bad because it was like you put in all this work, you know, from a freshman at UCLA to, you know, obviously that point, and. It's just like one mistake mm-hmm. for me being at a certain place at a restaurant at a certain time was the reason I got I failed. So I, you know, when I got to Jacksonville, you know how I am. I told the people the truth. I was like, look, you know, they're like, what number do you want? I was like, I want thirty-two. And they're like, why? I was like, because all thirty-two teams passed up on me. And they were like, well, Jacksonville. I was like, no, no, they passed up too. They're gonna feel this wrath just like everyone else will. I but, remember. But so serious question: Would you, if let's say you'd gone to New England or Carolina or whatever, you'd been, you know number two or number three in that draft. You think your career would have would have no, no been the same? Because I should have won number one. I get it, but would you were you it sounds like you were motivated by I was all mo- those I was teams. motivated from the time they picked Mario Williams at, at one. Because I never heard of him. Right. Didn't know who he was. We didn't know no one knew who he was. That he was a surprise. No, he came that out they of come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like like you put stats up and you put production. No disrespect to Mario Williams because he had a phenomenal career. He played longer than I did and mm-hmm. almost 100 sacks. Apparently he was in Miami last season. I didn't yeah, see him. exactly. I mean, he was able – he's been able to move move around and, and be impactful in some places. Some. But, you know, at that point in time, when you talk about stats, the only person that I could literally say did better than me in college was Reggie Bush. And that was just me being honest with myself, in which I'm not honest. So I told myself I was better than him, <laughs> right? But – that was the only reasonable person. I mean, I get it, Vince Young. A lot of people liked him at the quarterback. But I, I felt like at the end of the day, you you put me and what I was able to do at UCLA with, you know, against anyone else with the return and kicks and punts and catching the ball out of the backfield and running. I didn't think there was anyone better. Let's uh, take a look. Uh, let's pay it off here with uh, the 60th pick in the hot six sixty. Draft. Should have 60. <laughs> and Maurice Jones-Drew is in the latest Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah, nice job by Jacksonville. They need a compliment. Did a good job here for a compliment. Maurice Drew, the thing that sticks out to me when I watch tape is how strong he is from the waist down. He can also help you in the return game. But even though he's five, six and a half, Corey, his strength from the waist down, breaking tackles, running people over is immense. Look at that. That's great stuff. That is great. Mel Kuyper can kiss my whole, you know what, (laughs) compliment. Compliment. A compliment. And And then five, six and a half. You five, eight. Give me me my whole, give me the whole five, eight, Mel. (laughs) Oh, so. Wasn't that Mayock? By the way, how about about the fact that, how about that is the final insult that the broadcast, they don't, (laughs) it's it's so far down, they don't even have it on camera. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, in case you missed it. Jack, Jack oh, no, that's what it this was. guy. That's what it was. It, it, it wasn't when the names picked. So, you know, I, I uh, my agent was like, listen, I, I see it. I understand it. He's like, just like we did at the 40, you know, write down the things that that you feel disrespected about, and we'll go on about that. Who called you from Jacksonville? Uh, first call I got was uh, Kennedy Pola, which was a running back coach, and then Jack Del Rio hopped on the line. What Jack say? What would you say to him? 
He didn't say we're thinking about you or something. No, no, no. Else. Jack was they, like, they Jack were like was we're like, taking you. Jack was like, how you feeling? I was like, not very good. And he goes, what's wrong? <laughs> he goes, what's wrong? I go, it's a long story, but I, you know, I was like, uh, you've been watching the draft, Jack. I was like, uh, you know, it's just been a long day. And he was like, I get it. He goes, but you know, you may not know this, but I'm from the area. We have close ties to the same people, which we do. And he was like, I can't wait for you to come here and help our team win a championship. And I was like, all right, I'll be. When do you want me there? I'll be there tomorrow. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, you got some time. I was like, all right, cool. Just let me know. And then after that, man, we got had a great conversation, sat down. And he was like, look, man, we're expecting – we don't want you to be a compliment. We want you to come in here and compete to start. He was like, we want you to play. That's how we do things here, which was awesome. Got a first chance to meet Fred that the day I landed, which was great. And uh, we just kind of went on from there. I'll tell you what, a few things. One, um, that's cool that Jack Del Rio all those years later winds up coaching the Oakland Raiders and now gets extended up there. You wind up going up there and uh, playing your last year there. So that's a neat thing. And also, as you get away from it, too, I also remember at the time thinking that that's a different statement by a player is to say, no, no, I'm mad at all 32 teams. I remember that. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to show these other 31 teams like, oh, no, 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 I'm also mad at you because you could have taken, <laughs> taken it earlier, too, too oh, yeah. which I love that. And three, it's funny that all these years later that that was much debated. Mario Williams or Reggie Bush or Vince Young, which one's going to be the best? Maurice Jones-Drew ends up being the best, and you end up being better than all th- all five of the running backs. Ch- take that, Lendale, Adai, D'Angelo, Maroney, and it even was, Reggie uh, Bush, the Heisman. It was definitely winner. a tough time. It was a, It was a dark time, but it worked out. It's fascinating, and it is great. Uh, let Maurice personify the experience because think of how your life pivots on this day. If you're 21 or 20, yeah, you get paid a lot of money, and it's awesome and everything, and you get to go play pro football for uh, the an indefinite stretch. But you just think you could have lived in Indianapolis for 10 years of your <laughs> life. You might have lived in, in the Boston area. Instead, yeah. you wind up in uh, Duval County, and now you're here with us. And we couldn't be more pleased. Great stuff there, Maurice Jones-Drew. We wouldn't have that great intro song. Right. We should yeah. run it back one more time. Yeah, who knows? Or at least it would be like a Colt head, not a Jaguar head, dancing next to you the whole time. Next right. week we'll do mine. Marvel. My draft story. Oh, I can't wait for that. Great stuff, Maurice Jones-Drew and Handsome Hank. Make sure you rate the show on iTunes or check it out on NFL. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. 
That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.